Hello class, welcome to another day of faith school where the Lord is our teacher and the Word is our text. We got your seat saved right here. Come on in here and sit down, get your Bible, get you something to take notes with. Faith pleases God. It's the way we overcome. He wants to teach you and I how to come up to a higher place. So let's pray, let's release faith Let's believe the Lord, see things we hadn't seen before, to be reminded of anything that we've let slip and of the things we're seeing, to know how to integrate it into our lives, to know how to put it into practice and see changes immediately, immediately. You can see results before the day's out. That's what kind of God we have. So let's release faith, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us joined together all over the world, coming together by these, uh, by these media, releasing our faith, asking you for the exact utterance and anointing and direction for right now. Only you know what every one of us in every part of the world need on any given day and time and situation. And it is so amazing that you can minister to all of us simultaneously and so effectively and powerfully and wonderfully. We ask for it, just what you know we need right now. And we purpose to receive it and be doers of it and give you the glory for every good thing that happens in our life as a result. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to uh, Romans, the first chapter, and look at Scripture that we have looked at before. Now, if you're just joining us for the first time, we've already covered previous uh, lessons, previous classes, and you can uh, see online at the appropriate link the uh, previous ones and go back and get them, and they, they don't take that long. And one builds on another, and uh, you'll be able to catch right up with us. And uh, the, these guys here are really sharp and quick, so uh, you don't want to let them get ahead of you. You have to stay on it, and then we'll all be growing and developing together. We learned in previous lessons in, uh, from Romans, the first chapter, the 17th verse, that in the gospel, in the good news, that's what it means therein, therein refers to the gospel, is the righteousness, God's rightness, revealed from faith to faith. Everything God does is right. All of His ways are right. And all of His right ways and things are revealed in the gospel. But just because it's revealed, that doesn't mean you'll get it or you'll understand it. We receive this revelation by faith. And as our faith grows, we see more. We understand more. Some people who think they're very intelligent uh, have decided, you know, God doesn't exist and the Bible is just the work of men, just another great literary work that really has no bearing on our present generation. 
And so if they read it, they don't see anything that means anything to them. And so it's just an old book. And so it seems that uh, what they believe is confirmed by their lack of experience. But the truth is, if you don't believe in these words, you won't get anything out of them. If you don't show respect to the Creator who spoke these words, show some respect and reverence, to you it'll be a closed book. No matter how smart you may think you are, it requires the Spirit of God illuminating our understanding. He has to open your eyes so you can see it and your ears so you can hear it and your heart so you can understand it. These things are precious and people who despise them will never understand them. Regardless of how many degrees they have or how brilliant they imagine themselves to be, the truth is they'll be pitifully, woefully ignorant of the very basics like, why are we here? Where'd I come from? Where am I going? They'll be clueless their whole life. But if you'll just begin, the Bible said uh, the fear of the Lord or the reverence and respect of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, understanding, wisdom. That's where it starts. You don't get a lot of knowledge of God. It doesn't start by you being smart. It doesn't start by you being studious. It doesn't start by you being educated. It starts by you having faith, by you believing. Believing is not, faith is not knowledge. Believing is not understanding. Faith is a spiritual force. Faith is of the Spirit. The Scripture says, with the heart man believes. You don't believe with your head. You don't believe with your intellect. Faith is not of the mind. Proverbs 3 said, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and don't lean, lean not to your own understanding. So the understanding and the heart are not the same thing. You don't believe with your head. You believe with your heart. Faith is a force. Faith is a choice. You don't believe when you finally figure it all out. You choose to believe. And then, only then, you'll begin to see. You'll begin to understand. And the stronger your faith gets... The Bible just keeps opening up to you. If your faith is much stronger tomorrow than it is today, then you can read the same scriptures you got blessed with yesterday, but you'll see all kind of things the following day with greater faith that you didn't see before. It was there. Why didn't you see it? It's revealed. How? Class said out loud with me. From faith to faith. That's how the things of God are revealed to us. So this answers a lot of questions of people who say, well, I didn't get anything out of that message. I didn't, I've read that and I didn't get anything out of it. Well, you're just telling off on yourself. 
that you had no faith, no respect for it. You weren't expecting to get anything. We, uh, the Faith Life Churches, Branson and Sarasota and everybody that joins with us, we read a chapter every day, Monday through Friday, and uh, we read the same chapter. And we talk about this. Why do we do it? We don't do it as a side thing. We, we want to do it when we're fresh, not when we're worn out at the end of the day. And we don't want to have anything else going on. You need to silence your phones and turn off the TV and, and you need to focus on it. Show it respect. And even before you ever start reading that chapter, you're expecting to see something good. You're expecting to hear something that's going to bless you and get answers and, and open up things that had been closed to you. What is that? that that's faith. That's faith. And the more faith you do it in, the more you get out of it. And it, it's a cycle. Because how does faith come? It comes by hearing. Hearing by the word. So you read it in more faith. And in your hearing it, you're getting more revelation and more faith. Then you read it in more faith than you did the other time. Then more light comes. Can, can you see what we're talking about? There's no end to it. You'll get more life more light, more excitement, more answers. But the moment you get lax and whatever, I'm too busy. No, it's not too busy. It's too little respect for the Word. It just doesn't have the place in your life. I don't have time for it. It's not a matter of time. It's a matter of lack of respect, lack of importance which is lack of faith. And so if you go, all right, all right, I'll do it. Well, you're not going to get much out of it because you're not expecting much out of it. Little faith. Little faith, little revelation. Strong faith, a lot of revelation. Can you see this, friends? What do you say? Look at it again. Romans 1.17. In the glorious gospel, the best news we've ever heard, never will hear, all the things that are in the gospel, all of God's rightness, all of His right ways and right things are revealed from faith to faith. So every day we ought to be in, every time we go to church, every time we read our chapter, every time we pray, we should be endeavoring to do it with more faith this time than we did the last time. Listen, I've gotten some great things. I'm saying think this way in your mind. I've gotten some great things when I've gone to church before, but I'm going to get more today than I've gotten in the past. Man, I've gotten a lot of good things when I read my chapter, but I'm going to get more today than I have last week and last year. I'm going to get more. Why? From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. We saw in previous lessons this phrase is found multiple times. It's found in the Old Testament. It's found in Hebrews. It's found in Galatians. It's found here. Exact same phrase. The just shall live by faith. And you can begin to see in talking about going to church, hearing messages, reading our chapter, praying. 
Faith is not a set of beliefs, a, a set of tenets. These are the points I, I believe in. Faith is not a, a theological position. Faith is not a movement or a group. We all are of that faith bunch. There's no such thing as a born-again believer who's not a faith person. What is a believer? How'd you get born again? By faith. And the just are to walk by faith and live by faith. We said faith is how God functions. It's how he's done everything, all creation and everything that he's done. It's how he deals with us. Did you know you can make mistakes, same mistake in the same area for a hundred times and God hasn't given up on you? He's a faith God. He's expecting you to get it together. He's expecting me to overcome. He's expecting us to rise up. He's got big plans for you and me. Pass this life. This, this is faith school, but really all of life is faith school. We're down here for brief moments because with God, a thousand years is like a day. We're down here for just a couple of hours, God time, learning how to live by faith, walk by faith, think by faith, talk by faith, respond by faith, which is another way of saying, do it like God does it, because He's grooming us. He's preparing us for much bigger things. We are foreordained, predestined, to rule and reign with Him in His eternal kingdom. Now, we can say that and it sounds wonderful, but we really have very little idea what, how wonderful that is. So you just have to take it by faith that is wonderful and get excited by faith. But no need to focus so much on that because we got to make it from here to there how do we get from one place to the other? You walk, you take steps. How do we do it? We walk by faith. We've got to live today and we've got to live tomorrow. How are we going to do it? The only way to do it successfully is to live by faith. Go with me, please, to Galatians. We looked at this previously and we want to, uh, to look at it again. Galatians, the... The second chapter, well, I, I tell you what, I tell you what, for time's sake, because we don't have a lot of time on, on each broadcast, uh, go to 1 Timothy 6 again. We'll just fast forward. And again, you can go back to the previous classes and watch them, just click on, watch them get caught up. But in 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter and the twelfth verse, we are told that we must fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. I uh, was ministering to a lady one time who had a serious physical problem. 
And the doctors had told her that she, uh, there was no cure, there was no treatment. And uh, so I was talking to her about, you know, resisting the symptoms and fighting the good fight of faith. She started to cry. She said, I don't want to fight. I'm not a fighter. I said, well, I'm sorry, dear. The only option to not fighting is being destroyed, being defeated. We live in a harsh environment, this place called earth. We have enemies, the devil and his cohorts, always coming to steal, kill, and destroy. And if we don't fight the good fight of faith, we'll be consumed. We'll be destroyed. The enemy is just, he's cruel. I mean, he is totally cruel. But we're not helpless, hapless victims. The greater one is not the one who's against us. The bigger one, the stronger one, the wiser one, the greater one, the Bible said, is in us. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, the scripture says. But it's still our decision whether we fight or we don't. We talked about this on a previous class. You know, people say, well, just, just let go and, and let God. And that can sound good when you're tired. And you thought, well, that's right. You know, I can't do it. And that's true. You can't do it. You can't heal yourself or meet your needs. So why do I even try? I mean, it's just all up to God whether it happens or not anyway. Right? Wrong. No. No. We have our part. Faith must lay hold of what grace has provided. I've seen in the past almost 40 years of ministry some amazing healings and amazing deliverances. I'm thinking of uh, two ladies right now, different cases, different parts of the country that had considered uh, terminal cancer, they said their, their, their bodies had been so ravaged and their organs so destroyed, all they could do is give them something to help with the pain. And uh, this one lady, that, uh, that was, uh, in this one case, that was 50 years ago. She's still alive and healed today. The other one had been about the same length of time, 40 years or so. There she, she's still alive today. But both of these ladies that I'm thinking about, they had something in common. And something in common with every person I've seen that's received great miracles like this. They were fighters. Fighters. Come on, read it out loud with me again. Do what? Fight, fight. the good fight of faith. And do what? Lay hold. Religion. Man's religion, man's traditional religion will teach you to be a beggar, not a fighter. Will teach you to plead with God, please, please heal me, please heal me, please God meet my needs, please God heal my baby, please God, please God, please God. But the Lord never told us to beg. We've already talked about there are prayers God just simply cannot answer. What like what? He can't do what he's already done. 
If you're asking him to do something that he's already done, how can he answer that prayer? And he won't do, he can't do what he's told you to do. If you're trying to get him to do your part and he said, you do this. For instance, he said, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Scripture says, resist. The understood subject is you. You resist the devil and he'll flee from you. But you still got millions of good church going people begging God to make the devil leave them alone. Please, God, make the devil quit. Please, God, stop the devil. It's wasted prayer. You're asking him to do something he told you to do. But the moment you and I will rise up, quit begging, quit crying, quit feeling sorry for ourselves, quit being weak and defeated. The moment we'll say, I'm not going to live like that. Christ lives in me now, and the life I live now, I live by faith. I am the justified. I am those made righteous, and I live by faith. Well, living by faith entails fighting. I'm thinking of uh, both of these women. I know their testimonies well. Both of them were ministers' wives, still alive today. After all these years. And told that there was no hope, no help. But they didn't just accept that. They thanked the medical people for what they had done for them. But men only know so much. But they got in their spirit, I'm not done. My husband needs me. My family needs me. Our church needs me. God did not send this on me. He's not cutting my life short. He took my infirmities. He bore my sicknesses. He carried my pains. I'm not accepting this. I'm not just going to lay down and quit and die. They fought. They resisted the temptation to quit. They resisted. Because you can get tired. You can get so tired dealing with things, especially if it goes on year after year. The temptation to just give up, to just quit, just make it stop. No, you got to be so persuaded of the will of God that it's God's will for you to be healed, that He's already bought and paid for it and given it to you. You got to be so persuaded that it's His will to satisfy you with long life, that you've made up your mind, I'm, I'm not accepting anything else. I am not. I, I will fight to live. I, I, I will wake up tomorrow by faith and I will have another day and I won't die tomorrow and I won't die next week. You know, if you just stop getting worse, it gives you lots of time. <laughs> right? A lot of times the presumption is, well, I've gotten worse every day so I'll have to get worse. No, you don't. The power of God can begin to work in you on a measure that maybe you're not symptom free but you're not getting worse. Well, then that means you've got lots of time. And then, not only are you not getting worse, you're getting better. But you've got to be a fighter. You've got to be somebody who's not a quitter. You've got to be somebody that doesn't blame God for everything and, and blame other people for everything. You've got to be somebody 
who takes responsibility for your own life, for your own faith, and no matter how you feel, you get up again, you get dressed again, maybe you hurt, maybe you feel bad, but you, you get up again and you say, okay, here I go. And you put one foot in front of the other and you take another step of faith. And one turns into 10, turns into 1,000 and you're walking by faith and you're living, 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 not dying, living by faith and it's pleasing God and your faith is growing and getting stronger because you're getting it fed in faith school every day and you're feeding on your chapter and in your church and your spirit is waxing stronger. And the spirit of faith is influencing everything that you do, all your thoughts and all your words. And you're getting those verses that blessed you so much, you're getting more out of them every time you read them because you're reading them in more faith. That's how these two ladies who were supposed to have been dead and gone decades ago are still running and completing their race in their 80s now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, the Lord's no respecter of persons. If it's His will for them, it's His will for you. He doesn't play favorites with His children. He's the same. He never changes. His will is always walk by faith. Live by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on it. Resist the enemy. Having done everything you know to do, keep on standing. Keep on fighting. You're not fighting to try to get the blessing. You're fighting the despondency. You're fighting the weariness. You're fighting the temptation to give up and quit. You're fighting the temptation to turn loose what you've laid hold of. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold of eternal life. Go with me also. You're right here in Timothy, close by. Go to 2 Timothy 4 7. 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter, and the seventh verse. The Spirit of God said that, that other thing, you know, through Paul in 1 Timothy. Well, this is later, and this is actually near the end of Paul's life. After years now, decades of living by faith, walking by faith, ministering by faith. And you know, if you read the book of Acts and other writings, he had a lot of challenges. Yet, as he neared the completion, he was able to say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept what? I kept the faith. I kept the faith lifestyle and walk. And if he did it, you can do it, child of God.